Welcome to Writing Rule with Allie. I'm Allie, and this is episode number nine, Five Firewood Terms to Know, part two. You can find this episode's notes and helpful links to learn more on my website, AllieHart.com. That's A-L-L-E-Y-H-A-R-T.com. Firewood is used for heating, cooking, lighting, and more. It's important to know the basic terminology. However, characters who have never dealt with fire before might not know the terms or what they mean. Number one, splintering wood. Splintering wood is exactly what you would expect it to be. Wood that is splintering off into smaller pieces. These can be small pieces or large pieces. Sometimes the splintered off pieces will get curled at the ends. This can put a lot of splinters into someone's hand. These can go very deep and can splinter into a lot of smaller pieces as you try to take them out, which can make getting them out both painful and difficult. There usually is at least one or two of these in every rick of wood. Sometimes there are a lot and sometimes there are none. Try not to let the wood stab your characters too often. Number two, cork or cork wood. No, not the stuff on a wine bottle. When it comes to firewood, cork means any wood that you can crumble between your fingers. This usually happens because of the rotting process of decaying wood. Cork wood is not good firewood because it burns quickly. However, it is very useful for starting the fire. If an ember is placed on cork, it should easily light on fire. It's also fun for kids to crumble. It makes a great distraction tool for little kids, as long as they are old enough that they're not going to eat it. Splinters in the throat are never wanted. Number three, ash. Ash is the white gray powdery stuff left over after a fire. It has a very distinct smell and it will have to be removed from fireplaces and wood stoves from time to time. There are all kinds of uses for wood ash. Everything from the garden to making lye, pest repellent, jewelry cleaner, wood ash soap, tick repellent, natural ice melt, and much more. Most people don't keep wood ash for these things today, but they have throughout history. An important thing to remember if you're writing about history. Another thing to remember is that ash can deceptively look like it is no longer a danger, but hides embers inside of it. I have both burned my hand badly by touching it without checking to see if it was hot first. Yes, I was young and I did not do that again. The other thing to remember is that when ash is thrown outside, an ember can come in contact with other things. We once accidentally set our entire yard on fire like this. Yelling at someone that the front yard is on fire when two minutes ago they were outside and there was no fire will get you some strange looks. Number four, embers. Speaking of embers, that's our next term. Embers are little pieces of wood or coal found in a dying fire. Dying fire means that the fire is going out. Embers usually glow and can be between 900 degrees Fahrenheit and 1,650 degrees Fahrenheit. Remember, you can't see the glow in the daytime, so always place the hand above the ash to see if there are embers. As I said, 
I learned that after giving myself second degree burns at around three years old. You better bet I was mad at my dad for not stopping me after he just told me it was hot. How was I supposed to know what burn the baby meant? Thanks, Dad. Number five, splitting wood, also called chopping wood. Splitting wood means chopping a round log into pieces with an axe, splitting maul, hammer and wedge, or something along those lines. How many pieces you make it into depends on how big the log is and the size of your wood stove or fireplace. In our modern times, there are mechanical wood splitters. It works and saves time and effort. However, chopping wood is a great exercise and many people do not use these as they often want to stay healthy as long as possible. It's also a great way for your character to get their anger out. Just have your character pretend that it's whatever is frustrating them. Splitting wood is a skill that is learned. It can be done by beginners, but it takes time to learn the technique, meaning that learners are likely to use more energy than they need to because they don't know what they're doing. There is also always the risk that a character misses and hits their leg with the axe. Beginners are more likely than others to do this, but it could happen to even the most skilled person. Fun fact! Wooden toothpicks are basically large splinters. Thousands of people choke on wooden toothpicks every year, sending them to the hospital for professional help. Now for everyone's favorite part, what could possibly go wrong? Well, let me tell you. Likely to go wrong? Your character will likely pick up some small splinters when dealing with wood. Splintering wood is most likely to do this, but all wood can do this if they are not wearing gloves. Keep in mind, most people that are doing this professionally will not be wearing gloves, unless they are wearing gloves because it is cold. Also likely, your character will accidentally inhale the ash that they are taking out of the fireplace or wood stove. When it's moved into an ash bucket, the fine particles will likely get into your character's face. This can cause coughing and make it hard to breathe for people with asthma. Possible to go wrong? When splintering wood, one of the pieces falls onto the leg or more likely the foot hurting the character. This is rarely more than a bruise, but can also easily break skin. This is more likely if your character is wearing shorts. Also possible? Your character can pull or strain a muscle in their back, shoulders, neck, or arms while chopping wood. I've known people who have done all of these things at one time or another. It usually is when learning, or they just mess up while swinging the axe. Unlikely to go wrong? The splintering wood hits just right, and your character now has a huge splinter in them. It can be hard to get out, and even after that, they risk infection. Huge splinters are always dangerous, but more so in a historical setting or a post-apocalyptic world where they do not have access to antibiotics. Improbable, but technically still within the realm of possibilities, the corkwood holds some deadly fungus or mold in it. While I have never heard of this, corkwood is good for growing mold and fungus, making this a possibility especially if a young character has placed it in their mouth. Thanks for listening. Take the show notes or for helpful links to learn more, you can get this at my website, alleyheart.com. That's A-L-L-E-Y-H-A-R-T.com. 
Subscribe and follow for more episodes. A new episode comes out every Monday. Until then, happy wordsmithing. Thank you.